in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is dePietro.com. Left-hand side, just click listen live. This portion of the program on this sunny Thursday. Just heard the forecast. Delightful. Thursday, September 8th. This portion of the show, folks, is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. You know, this would be a good day. You could be out on that nice deck. You could also, NFL football starts tonight. The game will be on in the lounge at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Stop in and also whether it's out on the deck or perhaps maybe it's even in the in the dining room, wherever it may be, uh, a great meal is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So I want to get to... Um, the story about the marijuana socket. Now, we will, folks, we're going to monitor the situation with the Queen. Doctors are concerned for Queen Elizabeth's health. We're going to monitor that story. I also just saw, I wonder if they use any of my, no, oh, okay. I did the, um, I'm looking right now, I did a debate. That was the, the first debate I ever did was Jim, was, uh, yeah, Langevin, Kate Coy McCoy, Angel Tavares, and what was that guy's name? I don't remember. Anyhow, I had them at the Warwick Mall. And then they, um, but they, they did a debate at the State House. So, all right, I want to find a couple different stories to bring your attention. We'll monitor right now, it's 108. Doctors are concerned about our health. Families rushing to her side. This could certainly go on for quite some time. Um, Tom Sparks has passed away, but bam. Let me find the, um, I know that, again, if you want to find out about the, the students identifying as cats, you can go to the website. And then also, if you want to read about uh, the student at CCRI that identifies as a reptile, you can face that. All right, let's go to this. When Socket City Council files a complaint to remove Mayor Beltelli Hunt. Do we have audio on this? We do. All right, I want to hear this. Uh, I fired every warning shot everyone I could. Still happening. Start the removal to remove the mayor. So very dramatic. No shortage of uh, political drama in the city of Woonsocket. We want to carry that out. Obviously cover it. It's a big story. Let's hear. This is the Channel 10 piece so with the I-team. Here we go. This is uh, Lisa Baldelli the story Hunt. on NBC She wants her removed. NBC 10 political reporter Brian Crandall is live in the studio with both sides. What you got, Brian? Well, Barbara and Jean, it's an unprecedented move in the city as a feud between council members and the mayor boils over. The city councilwoman claims Mayor Baldelli Hunt is breaking city law by not following through on what the city council passes. I fired every warning shot. Everyone I could, and it still kept happening. Claiming the mayor has long ignored measures passed by the city council, when Socket Councilwoman Denise Sierra is now starting the process for the potential removal of Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt. Shame on her for what she's doing. The mayor is blasting back. It's foolishness. It's grasping at anything. This is just a I would say, swallow. oh no, I would say it's more than okay to have different opinions. That's why our government is set up the way that it is. But what is not okay is breaking the law. That's what what we're dealing with here. Are you ignoring what the council is doing and kind of running your own show? Well, actually, if the council passes an ordinance that 
is believed to be illegal or a violation of the charter, then just because they passed that doesn't mean that I'm going to move forward. I'm going to challenge that. So what issues have they fought over? The council approved the pavilion at the city animal shelter, but the mayor put it at a dog park instead, claiming there was an installation problem where the council wanted it. That feud led to the council censuring the mayor last year. So when you think about that, Brian, you think about... Really, that's a really serious thing, right? More recently, Sierra claims the mayor hired an outside lawyer without council consultation, gave an employee undue health benefits, and did not implement raises in the new police contract. Baldelli Hunts says members of the council tried to reach that police deal behind her back and argues a group of council members have it out for. Their disdain for me oozes through their paws. All right, so the next step is for the city council to hold a hearing, most likely next week. If the council does ultimately vote to remove the mayor, it seems this could then lead to a legal fight. Baltelli Hun is unopposed in the upcoming election. I'm Brian Crandall, NBC 10 News. Hmm. Well, it certainly, folks, and again, good afternoon. It certainly seems as though uh, they're going to fall short, right, in, uh, in trying to move her. Let me just see. Channel 10 has photos of when Queen Elizabeth was in Newport. She was a Queen Elizabeth Prince Philip with the mayor of Newport, 1976. I think that was during the Tall Ships, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Queen Elizabeth Newport. So 1976 was a big visit. That was, you know, I was there the, during the Tall Ships. I obviously didn't see the Queen. Oh, Queen Anne Square. Queen Elizabeth visited Queen Anne Square, Newport, during her visit in 1976. Uh, Newport awaits visit of Brennan's Marnock. Newspaper story chronicled, chronicled, excuse me, her story, her visit to Newport. Um, the Queen is scheduled to fly here this afternoon after a busy morning in Connecticut and a midday celebration at the University of Virginia. On his way to dinner with the Queen, President Ford will stop in Plattsburgh, New York, give a send-off speech. Members U.S. Olympic team leaving for Montreal. Bruce Jenner won there. The group will fly from Otis Air Force Base. They'll include Vice President Nelson Rockefeller. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, <laughs> Secretary of Commerce Elliot Richardson, their wives and other members of the administration. The uh, persons, blah, blah, blah. Ship is expected. The weather is good. Please add an extra men for the historic visit. Weather conditions appear to be uh, ideal for the visit. So Queen Elizabeth will conclude the formal aspect of her tour of those colonies with a state dinner with President Ford. So you go. So they had, I guess that's more of, um, oh, Newport Daily News. Thousands welcome Queen and Prince Philip to Newport. That was July 12th, 1976. That was also the summer. You know, that, that summer really kicked off Newport. And a large crowd eagerly waits for Queen at Trinity Church. So another story that day was Reagan's campaign slowed, not stopped. He was unsuccessful in, in 1976. Now. Right now at 114, I am telling you, there are problems with the the election coming up, the primary on Tuesday, and and the problem with the ballots. And I am telling the, the fact that the Board of Elections right now is hiding with all the problems with the ballots certainly does not bode well for how this is going to go next Tuesday and Wednesday. I don't believe it does. Um, all right. I want to just see some other stories that are out there. So you have somebody fell from a window at Kid Fell at Channel 6. Uh, I can't believe that board of elections. Um, how they... Uh, this story is disgraceful. Family calls for justice. The man arrested. Family of Johnston. I, I mentioned this last hour. So an 11-year-old mother said her son was playing basketball with a 12-year-old. Game gets physical. Came outside to watch. So, so that's the solution they're going to fight. And then when his son starts getting beat up by the 11-year-old, he jumps in and beats on the, the 12-year-old. That is... Um, that is certainly a problem to say the least that would be a tough situation in in the neighborhood 
North Kingstown allegations spark unrest. <laughs> Too funny. Folks, and also that terrible story with that woman in Memphis out for a run. Ah, Eliza Fletcher. Terrible. She went running, now granted, 4 a.m. She went jogging at 4 o'clock to the University of Memphis. It was dark out. That is one of those stories. I'm not going to get into a big deal about it. Did she have the legal right to jog at 4 o'clock in the morning? 100% absolutely. However, no one around, dark, and then you get someone like that that's out. This is Ted Nisi. This is the second time in a row the incumbent Secretary of State hit a storm of bad headlines during the summer primary. Mollus, 2014, it was the 38 studios lobbying stuff around Michael Corso. Now it's these e-ballot issues. Secretary of State said it's the Rhode Island Board of Elections. So no sitting Rhode Island Secretary of State has been elected governor. It's all about the primary. It's all about the primary Listen to this. Looking for a journalism job? The Projo, Providence Journal, is in need of a Spanish-speaking reporter, and we have two openings. Apply online, get in touch. So they want Spanish-speaking reporters now at the Providence Journal. (laughs) Of course they do. Since, um, of course they do, as a matter of fact. All right, now this is also major with the NFL starts tonight. Hmm. Well, that's nice. Bishop Tobin tweeted out, I was honored to be at Bishop Hendrickson High School this morning to celebrate the opening mass of the new school year. Very, very nice of uh, the bishop. Now, I did have on, yeah, I did have on uh, yesterday. All right. The new season kicks off tonight. Bill's Rams. Hey, Josh Allen, that's big. Channel 6, as I mentioned, they do have the... Can you imagine? So there's an 11-year-old and a 12-year-old playing basketball. Then they just start to fight. And then one of the people just starts filming it. And there's the father standing there. And instead of saying, like, hey, listen, there's to be no fighting. Just play basketball. He jumps and tackles the 12-year-old that was beating up his son. Really, really disgraceful, as a matter of fact. So now we're going to uh, continue. They are in full coverage across the pond regarding the Queen. Amazing stat noted on the BBC. The first prime minister to serve Queen Elizabeth, Winston Churchill, was born in 1874. The latest was born 101 years later in 1975. (laughs) Well, that story is going to absolutely dominate everything. What is this? There remains an all-time story about the Queen. Uh, let me hear this. Can we hear this? Yeah. You, you meet nobody. But there were two hikers coming towards us, and the Queen would always stop and say hello. And it was two Americans on a walking holiday. And it was clear from the moment that we first stopped, they hadn't recognized the Queen, which is fine. And the American gentleman was telling the Queen where he came from, where they were going to next, and where they'd been to in Britain. And I could see it coming, and sure enough, he said to Her Majesty, and where do you live? And she said, well, I live in London, but I've got a holiday home just the other side of the hills. And he said, well, how often have you been coming up here? Oh, she said, I've been coming up here ever since I was a little girl, so over 80 years. And you could see the clogs thinking, he said, well, if you've been coming up here for 80 years, you must have met the Queen. I and as quick as a flash, says, well, I haven't. The dickier meets her regularly. <laughs> so the guy said to me, well, you've met the Queen. What's she like? And because I was with her a long time and I knew I could pull a leg, I said, oh, she could be very cantankerous at times. But she's got a lovely sense of humour. Anyway, the next thing I knew, this guy comes around, puts his arm around my shoulder. And before I could see what was happening, he gets his camera, gives it to the Queen. And says, can you take a picture of the two of us? <laughs> 
Anyway, we swapped places and I took a picture of them with the Queen and we never let on and we waved goodbye and then Her Majesty said to me, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he shows us photographs to the friends in America and hopefully someone tells him who I am. That is a great story. That is absolutely a great story. Who shared that? Boy, I like that. Huh. <laughs> that is an all-time story about the Queen. Shock poll. Two-thirds of Republicans want Trump to run in 2024, even if he's charged with a crime. <laughs> we, we have to wait and see how that is going to play out. I, I'm just telling people now. Democrat D.C. Councilman McCullough, how about D.C.'s now a border town and now it's a crisis because they, they, uh, they're shipping all the migrants up to the, listen to this folks, because they're shipping all the illegals up there. But it's worth reiterating that the governors of Texas and Arizona have created this crisis. And the federal government has not stepped up to assist the District of Columbia. So we, um, along with our regional partners, will do what we've always done. We'll rise to the occasion. We've learned from border towns like El Paso and Brownsville. Um, and in many ways, the governors of Texas and Arizona have turned us into a border town. We don't know how long this will take to resolve. We don't know how long they will continue busing. And so the right thing to do here is to be prepared to ensure we can greet every bus. We can get people off on the right foot. We can get them where they want to go. Oh, no. and- oh, is it a crisis? Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a crisis? You mean people that are suddenly just showing up in D.C.? That that is suddenly a crisis. Let me see this. Ted Nisi, the David Siegel campaign has posted a polling memo. Reports what they say is evidence he's making inroads. Uh, the primary is Tuesday. The primary is Tuesday. If anyone was going to make inroads, the, the, the window is closing. The window is absolutely closing right now. Um, let me just see this. A lot of videos about the opening of the NFL, about the season kicking off. Um, hmm. Someone put every campaign I've been to, I've seen government key using state resources and staff. I note that Nellie Gobey and Seth Magazina use their own cars and campaign staff for their events. Of course they do. Uh, absolutely they do. Um, they, because, listen, if we've learned anything, I also think it's interesting that people are speculating that perhaps Channel 12 reporters believe that McKee is going to win the primary. So they kind of went easy on him because they are now realizing they, they may have to deal with them for the next four years. I think that's interesting. Trump threatens Fox News with lawsuit, allowing perverts of Linking Project to run anti-Trump ads. Does he really need more legal problems here? Does he really need more legal allegations? Now he's going after Fox. The perverts, he puts this on Truth Social, the perverts low-life Lincoln Project back, where else? Fox News. I thought they went away. False advertising, see you in court. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think that's helpful. He's been silent since that story in the Washington Post, that's for sure. Um, let's see. The Rhode Island... Correctional officers are planning another negative mailer against all of the uh, co-op collaborative people. Good. Um, hmm. Federal grand jury has issued subpoenas for live to Save America Pact, which was created by President Trump to raise money. Hmm. I um. I'll say this, folks. At 125, you're listening to the John DePietro show. I don't I don't think all these legal situations that 
the the pre, that President Trump is getting involved in, I don't think they're positive. I regard a lot of these, a lot of the um, the legal problems that or situations that I, I think they become distractions. All right, Tucker was on Fox and Friends this morning talking about AOC. Can I hear this? A little bit. I think it's only 14 seconds. They're trying to kill me. They hate me. They just don't like women. Really? Who hates women? <laughs> I've never met anyone who hates women. Not yet. Most men actually really like women. <laughs> right. um, that was on um, Tucker and Fox and Friends. That was AOC saying, I can never be president because too many men hate women. I don't. I, I agree with, with Tucker. I don't know where she's coming up with a lot of this stuff. I, I don't think people agree with her. I think she's almost sitting. She's not. You, you, she is not prepared to run and she's trying to give herself a reason out, meaning Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, of why she may not run for president. That's what I think that is. So, but all eyes, folks, remain. Now, we'll monitor the situation. When Queen Elizabeth dies, Charles will become the king. And here's who's next in line to the throne. This is a story from Forbes. Members of the royal family are next in line. Elizabeth's oldest child, Charles, will immediately become king. Uh, traditionally held at Westminster Abbey, planned later to officially crown the new king. Next in line, Prince William who regularly makes public appearances on behalf of the Crown with his wife, Kate. Second in line, William's nine-year-old son, Prince George, who's in elementary school. You know, that nine-year-old someday could be the King of England. Um, after George, next in line, Princess Charlotte, age seven, Prince Louis, age four. Next in line, Prince William's younger brother, Prince Harry, is sixth in line after William's children. Next in line, Harry's sons and daughter with his American wife, American Markle, Meghan Markle, Archie, and Lilibet also reside in California. After Charles' children and grandchildren, the next in line is Elizabeth's second son, Prince Andrew, who stepped back from royal duties in 2019 because of the Jeffrey Epstein mess. So, all right, so that's how that will go. It's 128. Now, we will continue to monitor. I know there are rumors that she's actually passed away, but nothing has been officially announced. Nothing has been officially announced. Here's something that I think can't be ignored, and that is the um, all of the talk about the queen, how it will dominate the news. And that hurts those that are trying to make a last-second run to move up. Uh, in the polls. Here's some of the headlines. How about the Las Vegas police say they've arrested public officials? Say, Las Vegas police say arrested public officials' DNA was found at the site of the slaying. How about that story? Unbelievable. Daily Mail poll Biden beats Trump in rematch by largest margin in six months. All, all of that needs to play itself out. All of that needs to play itself out. Let's, let's, I tell people now, let's wait and see till they get up on a debate stage. First of all, Governor DeSantis needs to get reelected as governor of Florida. Governor DeSantis needs to get reelected by governor of Florida. He's like not way out in front. He, he needs to first really come out in that race. And he's not leading by a lot. Once you see them on the debate stage, that's then when you get a better sense of how it's going to go. I would also be very curious to see how President Trump is going to handle what are going to be some obvious attacks on him on a Republican debate stage. It's an unknown. It is absolutely an unknown. Um, that Las Vegas story. So that guy, I'll tell you as a member of the press, that is your worst nightmare. That guy wrote stories that he felt cost him the election. And then he, he went and he's, he's accused of stabbing him to death. 
absolutely terrible. Um, all right, so Steve Bannon, though, you know, he, he can handle himself. Bannon's not, he can, um, he can handle that. I want to find um, audio on this Las Vegas story. Everything is now on the Queen. Without question, one of the most identifiable world figures. I get it. And for those, I know there's some people that say they have no interest. Watch The Crown. I encourage you to watch The Crown on Netflix. Listen, I think she's a fascinating world figure. I do. And there's no two of her. Think of that. Churchill served under her. World War II against the Nazis. I mean, this is... I, I, I get that in a lot of people feel they have no interest in all. Um, in, in the royal family. I, I get that. But if you've, if you've spent any time in the UK, you, it's obviously um, a big story there. And it's also, it's, it's interesting of, of who it's a big story with. So a lot of middle class individuals or even people in poverty, the the crown is um is a huge deal, as a matter of fact. So the royal family means even more. I want to find the audio on that Las Vegas story. That is just terrible. The Las Vegas reporter. Boy, they are all over that guy. The Clark County Public Administrator, Robert Tells, is taken out of his house on a stretcher, loaded into an ambulance, murdered for the content of his reporting. The accused killer is a government official. Wow. Hmm. That is, uh, and and the guy was even posting on social media how much he, he hated the reporter. Las Vegas police serve search warrants, stabbing death outside his home. Legendary Las Vegas. Can you imagine, like, you go back, like, well, t- currently, like a Tim Tim White. Or at the time, I would have said, like, Jack White or maybe Jim Terracani. How if, if they were then found, you know, stabbed outside their home. Democrat County official for suspicion of murdering the Las Vegas Review-Journal reporter Jeff German. Brett Clarkson recorded a video of Tells going inside his home before the arrest. What a nutcase. Is that him? It is him. Wow. The guy is... What a nutcase this guy is. Um, I think I let me play this. I have a good passage on this. Listen to this, folks. Death of a Las Vegas newspaper reporter, and the suspect is an elected public official. Police say 69-year-old Jeff Germain. Let me break into this. All right. Apparently, Queen Elizabeth has died at age 96. Queen Elizabeth, right now at 134. Queen Elizabeth has died. Let me see if we can. Queen Elizabeth has passed away at age 96. So that is just coming across right now. Everyone is breaking in with it. The Queen died, the royal family said the Queen died peacefully this afternoon. They'll remain at Balmoral this evening and will return to London tomorrow. So right now at 1.34, this is just crossing. Queen Elizabeth has died at the age of 86, 1.34 on this Thursday, September 8th. So they are breaking that the Queen has, in fact, now passed away. So God save the Queen. I want to see, um, I think we may have... I'd like to go to the, actually the BBC. Do we have that? Okay. Do we have them live? Nope. Here we go. And indeed, the world. And we will continue our live programming to reflect on the Queen's remarkable 70 year reign as we enter a new era under. 
the new king. Folks, the queen has passed away. And our royal editor, Chris Ship joins me now. Um, first reaction, Chris. Mary, um, we have been talking this afternoon about the significant statement uh, from Buckingham Palace at lunchtime today. I think this was the news uh, that everyone dreaded, but um, the news that came just uh, in the last few moments, a very short statement that she died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. Uh, we now have a king and a queen consort who will uh, remain at Balmoral. We are talking Mary about an extraordinary life and this is a very somber moment for uh, the nation. We are reflecting on someone who was head of state for 70 years, for seven decades and at this moment we are all witnesses to history. Uh, most people who live in this country can remember no other head of state, no other monarch other than uh, Queen Elizabeth II. As we have been discussing, she was working until the very end. Only two days ago, uh, there at Balmoral Castle in the drawing room, the pictures of uh, the Queen meeting her 15th Prime Minister. This is a live shot of Buckingham Palace where the Union flag has been lowered to half-mast. Now, at every royal residence, the flag will be lowered to half-mast, apart from at Balmoral, where the king's standard will still be flown uh, at the top of the mast. Um, it's difficult. There we, there we have Downing Street again, uh, the flags at half-mast. Now, flags will stay in this position uh, for the next 10 or 11 days and will only be raised again the day after the Queen's funeral. Um, Mourning will take place uh, for that period of time. Royal mourning, however, Mary, will continue for about a month. Uh, we were seeing uh, pictures just two days ago of the Queen working until the very end. The Queen meeting her 15th Prime Minister, uh, Liz Truss, from whom we will expect a statement uh, in the next few moments. And a year when the country was celebrating the 70-year reign of the Queen, the Platinum Jubilee, when tens of thousands of people turned out to show their appreciation over the long Jubilee weekend. Um, but we now uh, have a king. We are presuming he is he will reign as King Charles, but we will wait for an announcement from Buckingham Palace and uh, the king at the moment remains at Balmoral. Chris, it is um, a, a moment in history, isn't it? The end of a life of service to service and duty to crown and country. I mean, she had this role as head of state. She also had a very important role as a head of a nation and in that it was uh, someone around whom uh, national identity has been formed, Mary, and I think many people identify as British in part because of the Queen and the role that she has played over the last uh, seven decades. Just think about those balcony appearances at Buckingham Palace. They were always national moments. They were always moments that brought the nation together. We most recently saw that uh, in June. This was after Trooping the Colour in June, when uh, whether you're a passionate supporter of the monarchy or not, uh, her appearance on the balcony of Buckingham Palace was always a moment for the country to come together. I think also uh, all the way back to her coronation in 1953, the first to be fully televised and made her the focus of not just a national celebration, a national pride, but, you know, an international focus for the Queen and for this country at a time when uh, Britain was still reeling from the effects of the Second World War. Uh, we now will have another coronation in due course. Uh, when we speak about historic moments, uh, we will have to have a coronation for uh, She became, in a way, Queen of the World. Mark Phillips, CBS News, London. And a remarkable life and legacy we want to show you now. 
live pictures from Buckingham Palace where they have just posted the notice of Her Majesty's passing. Out front where there are crowds have gathered there. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I thought it was interesting listening to the BBC. This portion of the program, folks, it's brought to you by Stop It and See Our Friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll tell you, the queen living to age 96 obviously took her health very seriously, took care of herself. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's My Health, where you can also find local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. How about over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices purchased by the ounce, plus all kinds of boxed herbs and teas and hemp and CBD products. It's My Health, because remember, it's your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop in and see Marie. Let's go back to uh, some of the coverage. Um, I was enjoying the BBC coverage, but I believe this is, um, and this is obviously understandably going to dominate. But this is, uh, here we go. was the prime minister in this country uh, and British people were enduring austerity uh, following World War II. It is now uh, a modern multicultural society. I think uh, Queen Elizabeth II's trademarks are known not just here in this country but around the world. She was known for her big hats, uh, for, her, for her love of bright colours, uh, for her love of sensible shoes and for her beloved corgi dog. She was always uh, seemingly surrounded by a swarm of them. Then we can expect a, a period uh, of several days of national mourning uh, in this country. Her successor, as you mentioned, is Charles, her eldest son. Um, as I said, this really is the end. Why that's cutting off like that? Let's go back to uh, Sky News coverage of the Queen. Folks, again, good afternoon. I like listening to... Um, some of the latest coverage on this, especially crowds are gathering at Buckingham Palace, uh, as you can as you can imagine. But the Queen has passed away at age 96. Queen Elizabeth, who again, remarkable individual, really remarkable life. I think um, I don't know why that's not. All right, let me come to. Let's see. Here's uh, BBC News. Yes, yes, yes. Live coverage. It is. Um, well, and now it sets up. I mean, this the the royal family will dominate the news. And I'm telling you now. Listen, I. If you're different people that are that are running for office, who are trying to make like a last minute bid. Like a Helena folks, we can say that this really throws things off because, and by the way, not just her, but anybody who's trying to make, you know, a last minute uh, gain ground on what has happened here um, because the amount of coverage now and this also. This will push many stories to the back burner. Now, again, I recognize right now at 144, there are people that are saying they don't follow the royal family. You're saying you don't care. I, I, I would just, like I said, I, I would suggest you watch. If you want to, it was so well done. It's won awards. The Crown on Netflix is uh, really, really spectacular. And so I would um, recommend watching that. But that is, um, this is going to completely dominate because not only, I mean, the the funeral of the queen will be, uh, I mean, I, when's the last time we haven't seen that in a very, very long time. Then it will be Prince Charles being made king. So, it will suddenly go to the, the King of England. And 
And then, the, so Harry is there. And Meghan Markle is not there. All right, let me go to uh, ABC News special report. Here we go. Here with TJ Holmes, and we are coming on the air with somber news from Buckingham Palace. Queen Elizabeth II has died at the age of 96. She was, of course, a symbol of strength and resolve for generations. She was an influential global presence for decades and, of course, Britain's longest ruling monarch, the world's second longest ruling monarch in history, her reign spanning 70 years. We just received a tweet from the royal family, royal family saying the queen died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. The king and the queen consort will remain at Balmoral this evening and will return to London tomorrow. So that is obviously... Folks, this, you know, and there's also a difference I want to point out at 146. This is world news. This goes just beyond, you know, I mean, this is, this is world news that we're talking about. Steered the monarchy through turbulent times, constant point in a rapidly changing world. Queen Elizabeth has died at age 96. Hmm. Um. There, there's there's few deaths today that are truly, you know, considered a world figure. And she is one of them, though, without question. So that is now this will also, as I said, set off um, tremendous coverage of the royal family. The entire world knows Queen Elizabeth. Let me play another piece. This is from uh, really has been ABC. On the ground there in Scotland reporting uh, the very latest as we first got word uh, about the Queen's failing health. So Maggie, uh, give us a sense of what things are like there and what you've learned. Yeah, I mean, TJ, like you guys have said, there have been so many concerns, but I think for people hearing the news for the first time right now, we're in shock. It's almost hard to imagine a world without Queen Elizabeth. She has been such a constant for the past 70 years. Her face on coins, on stamps, just uh, written into the fabric of British culture, but it's more than that. The entire world knows Queen Elizabeth majority know her as the British monarch. They're only British monarch. So today is the end of an era. Today is the end of the second Elizabethan age. And it's hard to overstate just how important this moment is, how historical this moment is. You know, the three of us, we were all there at the Platinum Jubilee. I think that's when I really felt and saw firsthand what the Queen means to this country. The Queen is country. So to lose her today, it's uh, losing a sense of your identity. And I think going forward, not only where there'll be shock it is quickly turning to grief not just here in the uk but around the world you know that is really remarkable i agree with that as well i want to just recap here folks it's 148 it's thursday september 8th you're listening to the john DePietro show on am 1380 99.9 fm and this portion of the program is brought to you by the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln nfl season does kick off tonight bills and rams Catch all the action. You could sit outside on the deck this afternoon, inside in the in the uh, in the lounge, or a nice dining room. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, Forty Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. I just want to see Ted Nisi put out BBC Radio Four broke in with an official announcement, then immediately played "God Save the Queen," followed by an announcement: Normal programs have been suspended because of the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. So let me go to uh, CBS News. I believe they're running a special report on this. Dramatic twist uh, in the royal family's history, of course, uh, the abdication leading to her father becoming uh, king and then uh, and her following. But uh, as Tina was saying as well, this was a day we all knew was coming. Uh, we had all prepared for it. There are procedures and protocols in place, and yet when it happens, it's still somehow a shock. Uh, probably because nobody can imagine a time when, when she wasn't uh, queen. Uh, this 96-year-old woman, seven decades on the throne, all of the stories, the long sagas involving her children, uh, the marriages that came and went, uh, 
all of the trouble uh, and all of the grief lately on the sad passing of her, her husband less than two years ago. And watching this very sad decline uh, over the past several years that was put down to the, what the palace kept calling mobility issues, transient mobility issues. We knew she couldn't get around much, but clearly there was something much more seriously wrong with her as well that everybody suspected, but of course uh, wasn't talked uh, about. Um, but the, uh, the, the constitutional clock ticks on here. Uh, immediately upon the Queen's passing, her son Charles became the Queen. The Queen is dead, long live the King. And one of the wishes that she had uh, conveyed uh, within the last couple of years ago uh, involving Charles's wife, uh, Camilla, immediately uh, was given uh, support as well with the palace announcement that the King and the Queen consort, meaning Camilla, uh, would be traveling down to London. So the business of state uh, goes on. She carried on, as you would expect of her, uh, right till the very end, performing those that business of state. Wearing in, accepting the resignation of an outgoing prime minister two days ago and, uh, and commissioning a new one to, to form a government. Uh, pictures of her standing and doing it, looking frail, but doing her job. She, she literally died with the crown on. Mark Phillips, thank you. We want to show you a live picture of 10 Downing Street, uh, the prime minister's residence and office. And um, he, we are expecting, uh, they just placed a podium you can see out in front and we are expecting to hear from the new prime minister liz trust shortly who was one of the last people to see the queen in person just two days ago let's bring in cbs news royal contributor and british historian amanda foreman and amanda as we await uh the prime minister's remarks i do want to talk to you about the queen's place in history and her legacy how do you see it well, the, the Queen's place in history begins with her being the head of the Commonwealth and how she helped to steer uh, Great Britain's new role in the world after World War II. Uh, the Commonwealth is still doing very well. She's still the head of state of 14 countries. There's still over 50 countries part of the Commonwealth. And she saw that very much uh, as, as part of her most important duty. When she was 21, she gave a speech in which she said, the motto of my ancestors is I serve. And that, that was the, the guiding motto for her entire life. So that's her first legacy. The second, actually, is the legacy of feminism. Now, she herself would never have used that word. Nevertheless, as, as a woman who carried on working, who aged until the age of 96, but showed that she was always relevant, uh, she is the original woman who nevertheless persisted. So these two things, how to be a woman, how to be a woman in charge, how to be uh, the CEO of the firm, as the royal family was often called in, in, in jest, uh, set an example for women around the world. It was one of the reasons why she was so beloved. She also utilized the, the power of soft power incredibly well. And her legacy uh, for future leaders, as well as the royal family, is how she was able to use her influence in a way that never seemed to be actually using her influence. That was extremely important. The relationship between the US and the UK has never been better, and that is very much part of her legacy. She visited America over four times, and each of those royal visits were a roaring success. If you look at, uh, for example, her visit in 1976 to celebrate the bicentennial, she danced with President Ford at the White House, and there was so much jollity at the occasion that when she went onto the dance floor, the band played The Lady is a Tramp, and uh, that was seen as, as a, a, a mark of affection for her, the, the queen who could uh, do such um, amazing things with grace and also humor. So her relationship with the U.S., with with Americans has been one of the, the one of her greatest legacies that she she leaves a relationship that is in robust health between the two countries and her relationship with the Obama was with the Obama family was in particularly in particular very um, very warm uh, there were three visits between them and uh, each time you could see that the warmth uh, between the two was growing and so it's an 
extraordinary thing that a woman who was able to transcend so many generations and carry such the, the age of wisdom and experience with her was nevertheless able herself to keep on modernizing and changing uh, as the times went on. In the it's 1980s. A it's a wonderful point, Amanda, that you make and, um, you know, the length of her reign. She was alive for 14 American presidents but met wow. 15. She did not meet Lyndon Johnson because she was pregnant uh, at the time. But, you know, for many Americans who are not students of British history, many of them do have subscriptions to Netflix and <laughs> watch The That's Crown right. for sure. And so they do know um, that Queen Elizabeth was the first royal to utilize the power of television. And yes. in fact, you know, her coronation right, uh, in Day. 1953 was seen by almost half the UK population. Right. It was rebroadcast to millions yes. more around the world, making the point that you have that she was a global figure for decades. Um, in 1957, the Queen marked another milestone broadcasting the first Christmas Day speech yep. on television. So we want to show you some of that because in that, that historic address, the Queen reinforced her pledge, which was this pledge that Tina was talking about, this life of public service, to live a life devoted to the people. Yep. Once again, you're I listening to this. I cannot give you into battle. I cannot give you laws or minister justice. But I can do something else. Hmm. I can give you my heart and my devotion to these old islands and to all the peoples of our brotherhood of nations. Let's bring back in Tina Brown because that very point about her modernizing and living with the times and learning to adapt to television and all of the other things so that she could continue um, to not only represent the monarchy, but hopefully she tried to transition it into a modern age. She really did, and people often think of the monarchy as this sort of static organization, but what was so brilliant about the Queen was that she was always able to move that glacier, but do it with enormous uh, judiciousness, um, shrewdness, and appropriateness each time. I mean, her reign begins, if you think about it, with her having to tell her sister, Princess Margaret, that she cannot marry the man she loves because he was a divorced man, he was an older man, and that was a terrible blow that had to be delivered to her sister. But then you see how things have moved so that now, uh, you know, so Charles was allowed eventually uh, to marry the woman that he loved, even though she was a divorced woman. Uh, you see the way she joined fully accepted um, a woman of mixed race joining the family in, in Meghan Markle. Um, and you see also how William and Kate were allowed to live together, you know, before they married, which before would have been absolutely unthinkable. But the Queen understood that it couldn't again happen, that, uh, you know, that a young prince like William would not be able to really be sure about the woman who loved because we've seen the disaster of what happened with Diana. So you see her moving these things inside the family into the kind of the mood of the country, and she's so well judged about these things. And then, of course, with the soft power aspect, as Amanda was, was saying, I mean, her, her visit to Ireland in 2012, which was the first time, uh, you know, since, uh, uh, you know, the Troubles, was really an extraordinary um, act of, of uh, reconciliation in a sense that, that, that made that that sort of uni you know, feeling between Britain and Ireland change so tremendously and was considered, I think, one of her great political successes, although she wouldn't use the word political, but it actually was, but soft power. All right, folks, it's one fifty-nine. Again, uh, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, just reporting our, our the big, this is the international news, and that is the death Queen Elizabeth. You're going to hear more about this coming up at 2 o'clock. In the meantime, I uh, encourage you to uh, check out tepetro.com. We have the stories about the schools allowing students to identify as cats. CCRI is a student identifying as a reptile. We have the video of the shooting in West Warwick and a lot more. I will be doing Facebook Live later. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. And again, repeating the uh, breaking news, and that is the death of the Queen. And so you're going to hear a lot more on that. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. So enjoy this Thursday. Stand by for the 2 o'clock news.